morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. My name is Greg Snow from the Olivia Golf Club. My buddy Scott McDonald is joining us. He's pulling up on two wheels as normal. Scott McDonald, uh, former head pro of uh, Minnewaska Golf Club, former head pro of Summerbee Golf Club, currently the director of speed with the ripstick. And, of course, I see that he brought up his uh, model here. So good to see everybody here at the golf show. They're filing in as we speak. And, Scotty, good to see you this morning. Thank you. <laughs> Am I too loud on this Yeah, thing? you're a little too loud. That's okay. I'm breathing They'll... a little heavy because I had to run in here. Did you sprint? Yes, I did. Well, you're a world-class runner. I think everybody who knows you knows that, that you do a lot of extra running because you think that that's fun. Yes, I do. I got a new treadmill uh, after, since our last episode. I've logged on almost 50 miles, and uh, I feel slim and trim and uh, getting ready for the upcoming golf season. So wait a minute. You don't do any outdoor running? Even no, really. Well, it's so slippery, and I don't want to get hurt. The last thing I want to do is get hurt before the golf season and give you a free run at me. And all of a sudden, you say, "Oh, remember 2022 when I just dominated you on the golf course when I was sitting at it's, home?" It's funny you say that because I have stopped playing pickup basketball in the morning, and all I can think about is I'm guarantee I'm going to get hurt. There is no doubt about it. I'm going to pull a hamstring. I'm going to do something and I won't be able to play golf. I mean, we got a big trip coming up. Call it the NCO. We're heading to the Ozarks and I want to be able to beat you down there. You want to beat me. Uh, but yet, you know, good friend. So Scotty, is this your first golf show? No, I've been at the golf show before. I think I told you this. The last time I was at the golf show was probably eight, nine years ago. I actually was working in the second swing section. Really? Yeah, that was... You were uh, selling stuff. Yeah, I, I did a little... I dabbled a little bit when I uh, was in the off-season, and a bunch of my friends work for Second Swing, and, you know, they've got a big presence here, so that's that's the last time I was here. So uh, it, it's it's fun to see the excitement, the people. Is that Mike Luckcraft over yeah, there? Yeah, Lucky. We want to talk to him in a little bit, so I'm going to set you free at some point, and you're going to get lucky to get over here because we want to talk a little hockey with him. Yes. And it's amazing the tie between hockey and golf. But anyways, we're here at the Score North booth. They're so nice to let us set up our uh, our shop here and uh, talk a little bit of golf early. Uh, it is the first day of the golf show, and uh, this is when the excitement does begin, Scott. So I want to start with something that I uh, need your help on. I was just on a trip down to uh, San Antonio, Texas. You knew I went, right? Mm -hmm. I was in invited, Antonio. yes. So I went to the Minneapolis airport, and I put in, uh, you know, I stuff everything into my golf bag, right? I mean, I, I put clothes, I have underwear, I have stuff just laying around all over my golf stuff, and I've got it packed in tight. First time I've ever seen this. I want to know if you've heard this. I can't believe it. I didn't know what to do. So I'm getting in line. I'm ready to go up there, and the lady looks at me you know they're nazis right i mean they just they want everything to go perfectly so the lady looks at me and she goes make sure you take out your range finders range wh why scott i panicked i looked up i have everything stuffed in i mean the zipper looked like my shirt here you know it looks it was so tight that i i pulled it up i couldn't open that zipper again if i wanted to i made sure it was 49 and a half pounds yeah because it can't be over 50 mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. she says take your range finder out have you heard of this yet i've never heard of this i, I i've had it a couple of times where they say there's only golf stuff in here right and it's like what does that matter that what I put in here, oh, it doesn't matter. So that happened on our way home. Interesting. Okay, keep going. Yeah, but I've never heard the rangefinder thing. That is a new one. Okay, so the story gets better. So I don't take it out. Yep. Okay, I'm like, yep, I, I lie. Um, I'm sorry to everybody who think that I'm 100% honest. I go, we're good, you know, because I'd never heard this before. Yeah. So we get down to San Antonio. First golf course we play is the quarry. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Phenomenal yes. track mm -hmm, down mm -hmm. there. Um, Haley was awesome for us. She's the head pro, and she just took care of us, and it's a great track, 71 degrees, perfect. Third hole, rangefinder goes dead. Now, now, it could have been the battery. Yeah. Could, battery wasn't, I mean, I don't recall replacing it last year, mm -hmm. but my mind went to maybe it's because it's so cold up there in, in the luggage compartment that it kills your battery, and they're just trying to help you. Is that what do you think of that theory? I think that's a little far fetched. I don't know. Could it be something that once it goes through, 
it's got to go through some sort of radar detection. Right, the, the scanning machine. Yep, I but, saw. But you go through the same thing when you're checking your, your carry-on, so I don't see. Uh, maybe you know who we should talk to if we see him here is Eric Toffner, who works on you know luggage during the winters oh, for the airlines. we could ask him. He might well, know exactly why it is that it can't be in the bay. Well, I was shocked by it, and then when my, my rangefinder went dead on hole three, I laughed to myself, and I thought, well, I should have listened to those people. Uh, maybe they were on to something, but maybe some of our listeners out there know, what, know about this. I have never heard it before. Scotty, I've traveled with golf clubs probably... 30 times? Yes. I've never heard that before, so I was just wondering if you had got any insight on that. Um, but I had a great time. I, thanks for asking. I had a great time down <laughs> in San Antonio, and, uh, and I really uh, got some swings in. I didn't break 80. You didn't break 80 Does the that whole shock trip? you? Uh, not really, because I know that you haven't, you haven't hit a ball since yeah. the last time you played Olivia in November. No range finders for me, nothing. Okay, so before we get too far, Scotty, go ahead. Put your plug in for your ripstick. I'm going to just sit back and listen. You are the director of speed. I see you have it next to you. I feel we owe this to you, uh, that this is your chance to say something. And you know what? The, the crowd is coming in now. This is your chance. They can hear us. So tell us a little bit about this uh, white-shafted ripstick that you got next to you. Well, before I go there, i got to ask a question. Are you channeling your inner Bobby Knight here with this red sweater I, vest? I want to show everybody this outfit. I haven't wore this outfit in a long time. Okay, I hate sweater vests. I, I look like a private country club guy. I don't work at a private country club. Look at Kaylee's laughing over there. Uh, I know you guys want to talk about it, but this was the shirt that we got for being on the board like eight years ago. The undershirt, so, yes. So Where the, is that sweater vest No, but vest look from? at how short the shirt is on my arms. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's been washed to death. And then this sweater vest is, uh, I think we got this for the golf show when I worked at Rutgers. So this is like a 14-year-old sweater vest, and I do look like Bobby Knight. You do. So thanks for bringing that up. It's a little snug, too. We've got plenty yeah. of chairs on the stage here for you to throw if you get upset. <laughs> I've never seen you wear a sweater vest or a button-up shirt unless it's required, so I'm very confused as to your attire. Usually I'm the one. That I know. Dresses up. Uh, this is my Bob Miller. I want to get into the Bob Miller take, and plus, I wanted to feel golfy. I wanted to get back into this. I mean, look, I mean, I think everybody's in that boat, Scott. It's kind of let's turn the calendar. Let's get going. And how am I going to do it? I'm going to dress like a golfer today, right? Yeah. I mean, you are you're more a modern golfer, but I'm bringing it back, and we're going to talk a little bit about this later about the People's Open and maybe how you look versus how I look. I mean, if I was at the at the WM Phoenix Open, I wouldn't fit in right now. No, you, you look like Jack Nicholas, <laughs> like at 65 years old when he first started to start on the first tee at Augusta. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> if it can, can, it's picture worthy, for did, sure. Can I ask just a serious keep question? Keep going, keep going. No, these aren't serious, but I love it. Yeah, but did you have to iron the sweater vest? I took a risk and I didn't. So my, It actually looks quite good. Thank goodness. Well, I've stretched it out over the course of the two-hour drive. <laughs> And I thought that that would take out some of the wrinkles. But it's funny you say that, Scott, because when I took it off of the shelf this morning, I thought to myself, I hope this doesn't look wrinkly. But I didn't look. I just laughed. It, it, it looks impeccable. I will tell you this. The shirt underneath, that need to be ironed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm here to tell you, the shorter sleeves are kind of in right now. I know you're not up with the fashion, but the shorter sleeves, you don't want this thing down here like this. Do you think our customers out here could find one of these sweater vests down at one of those stores down here today? Or are these dead? Uh, they, you know, the mock. Tiger made the mock comeback, which I know you kept your mock. I love mock tees. Yep. So the sweater vest might be getting a resurgence. So there's a chance at one of these booths. Uh, I'm not sure how much apparel Second Swing's got here, but there's a chance there's a sweater vest over well, there. Well, I hope so. And uh, like I said, I'm bringing out my inner Bob Miller. And now, now that we got that out of the way, I know Kaylee and and, and Tone were also thinking the same thing. Like, what is snow wearing? So I'm glad that you observed. But tell us a little bit about Ripstick. We want to hear it. Come on. This is your chance. You got five. Now nah, you got three minutes. Yeah. So we thought about having a booth this year, and it just there's just too much going on. We were down at the merchandise show, and it kind of got past us. But uh, actually, uh, I think 
uh, there's a booth over by the area where you can hit ultimate long drive, and we're kind of partnering with them this year during the show. And uh, Western Wisconsin Golf, and here's the ripstick. It's a speed trainer. If you want to pick up some speed, this is this is the fastest growing speed trainer on the market right now. We've got interchangeable weights in the head. You swing this three times, um, three times a week, 10 minutes a day, and you're going to pick up speed. Uh, and yeah, we've got this in a lot of golf shops now. Uh, starting to talk about retail. It's available in four different continents. And uh, this is probably the, uh, this. everybody needs one of these in their bags. And in fact, you've got one. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm a co-sponsor. So to speak. You, you know, we're talking to the likes of Bryson DeChambeau, Ian Poulter, and, you know, you're next on our list if we can't land one of those two. What's at, their swing speed again? Uh, Poulter's probably about 110, 112. What's Bryson, 130? Bryson, well, it depends on if he's on the long driver. driver. Yeah, driver, I'd say, yeah, it's, it's upper 120s. Where would you guess I am? You, I know right where you're at. You're a smooth 102.9. You remember oh. WLTE? No. 102.9. I don't that's remember. Swing, I don't. That's your swing speed. What are you at? Um, are you more than me? Yeah. I, well, I'm 10 years younger than you almost. <laughs> that's so true. I'm Man. I'm probably, you know, in the mid, middle of the season, 106, 107. I'd like to get it to 110, but I don't know if that's in the cards for me. All right, Scott, let's move on to topic number one, which uh, we said in our, in our preview episode, we said we were going to talk about this, which is I call it the People's Open. I've had a chance to go twice, once uh, post-heart attack, actually one day after heart attack surgery. Think about that, huh? Not many people can say that, can not, they? Not where you probably want to go right after the, and we're walking the whole thing, but I thought I got to do cardio rehab anyways. Yes. So let's start walking, let's start going. So I went that time, and then uh, a year later, we went back and we sat on hole number 16. So I got a series of questions that I want to uh, ask you if I could. Yes. Okay. So uh, the WM, uh, Waste Management, uh, I don't know their branding, whatever, it's called the Phoenix Open. When the hole in, first hole-in-one happened and the beer cans were thrown onto the green, give me your reaction. Yeah, I've... Uh, the, the, no, you didn't hesitate no. when you reacted. I want to know, what did your gut tell you when all that was going on? Uh, the, I th- thought about it and I go, this is, uh, this is something that you'll never, ever see in golf anywhere else. So shock? A little shock, but okay. a little excitement because you you and I both know that golf is sweater vests and button-ups, and that's not what this we This used to be golf. Yes, exactly. And now, now this, this is, is more golf. golf. Right, yes. right, right, right. So Two different eras here. So from that perspective, I'm like, this is awesome. This is what sports is all about. The instant reaction and people just going berserk because something miraculous happened. I, I mean, now, that was the first one. That was your first reaction, huh? After the first hole-in-one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So then... Did you have any... Hold on. Before you get to the second hole-in-one, did you have any, like, extra thoughts after of, of I'm not sure this is good for golf, or maybe it is good for golf, or where do I land on that? Because I did. I want to get your thoughts. What were your, what were your overall afterwards? After it happened, the first one... I was, because it was so unlike anything we've ever seen, probably since Tiger got it back in 97. Right, and there you was know? no grandstands. Yes, there was no grandstands, and, and it was Tiger. And for it, it's probably the one of the most relived Tiger moments in golf, correct? Uh, the, it's up there. Yeah, it, I well, mean, the chip-in. No, the putt-at-tory. Putt-at-tory, yeah. the chip-in at, you know. At, the, at Augusta. Yes, but right, it's, it's in the top five. Because the reaction is just unlike any other. So after the initial, hey, this is unlike anything I've seen, I was like, how are they going to clean all that up? And uh, eh, maybe they shouldn't have done that. What's going to happen? All that beer on the green and for other people. So I kind of backed it up a little bit and and said, eh, maybe it was a little over the top. Okay. But... Then, then all of a sudden, it gets crazy, and the next day, it happens again. Yep. And then Justin Thomas chips in, and it happens again. 
And oh, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, Justin Thomas. They threw in. beer after a chip-in? Yes. Oh. Yes. So that's oh, where. Oh, I didn't see that. After the fact, it got crazy. Like, even a chip-in, they were going nuts. And that, to me, is where I was like, okay, a hole-in-one, the first time there's a hole-in-one in seven, eight years, that's that's one thing. Sure. But all of a sudden, there's another hole-in-one a day later, and it it's like it gave everybody an excuse a, a to be, be crazy. And then a chip-in happens, and everybody is crazy again. And that's where it's a little over the line. Yeah, I did not know that. That changes me right now. I got brand new information, and I love, I'm a guy that if I get brand new information, I'm going to change my take a little bit. Yes. So after the first one, I was like, oh, my goodness. how That's pure joy. I've been there, you know, where we were just waiting for things to happen, and we'd record things, you know, on the Snapchats, um, trying to catch one of those hole-in-ones. You know, yes. you're just trying to catch lightning in a bottle and mm-hmm. say, I was there during this, that, or the other thing. And of course, it didn't happen when we were there, so nobody did that. But these are eleven dollars beers, Scott. Oh yeah. These aren't these aren't three fifty at the OGC. No. You no. know, again, these are again people have money that they can just throw around apparently, and they're just chucking eleven dollars beers out onto the green. Fine, that's whatever. They can do that. But I was fine with the first one. I was fine with the second one. I am not fine with the chip in. Yeah. <clears throat> there obviously has to be a line somewhere. But the long and the short of it is, is that's the one tournament of the year where you're allowed to have a little bit more fun. I always tell people it's a, it's a nightclub with golf. Yes. It's kind of like top golf to a degree. It's, yes. It's kind of the, that, I don't know, that parallel, if you will. So um, how many, here's my second question to you. We know a lot of PGA pros go to this event, mm-hmm. a lot, and we're allowed to get into the event with one guest. How many PGA pros threw beer cans? It depends how long they were there. <laughs> do and, you think that most and if they had to pay for the beers? Do you think Mike Luckcraft would have thrown a beer if he was there? Uh, 50-50. I I was gonna say no chance. Yeah, it's it's I uh, I think you're totally right. I think the hardcore golf fans that would be at the Masters or that have been at a, another tour event are probably not going to be tossing a beer. And they're probably the same people that are like, this is 11 bucks. why would I just chuck this onto the green? <laughs> There's got to be some. Well, there would right? certainly be some that would get caught up in the moment. I mean, we've all done crazy things at sporting events. I've, <laughs> I've ran onto the court at Williams Arena. That's I've right. ran onto uh, the field at TCF uh, Hunt- Bank, right? Well, it's Huntington Bank now. But it now, was but- TCF at the time. Yes. And, and, and I've, I've done those things. And in my adult life, not just when I was a high school, college kid. So I've done those things. So who knows how I would have react, reacted? Because it is pretty awesome to see that. Well, I can attest to everybody here and those who will listen later that you're not a heavy drinker. So you would have not been to the point where you didn't know what you were doing. Correct. You would have absolutely thought to yourself, of, I've got three quarters of a beer here. I'm not going to shake it up and lose it. I'm going to jump around a little bit, and if some spills out of the top, so be it. You know, because I think they take the top there as well. You know, like at the yes, Twins, same, yep. they, you know, they don't want you chucking it on it, so we're going to take the top off. Well, we found out that that doesn't matter anymore. No. They're going to chuck them whether the top is off or not, and they were landing some by the hole. Yes. Scotty, I mean, that's what was amazing. I think Brooks Kepka ended up missing like a four-footer later that day, and uh, you can't help but think of – was there possibly a little Maybe indin- indentation? Do you, you couldn't call that a ball mark, could you? And we'd have to ask. You can Tone, fix anything it, now. Can you, can you fix a bottle mark from an indent? For the tones, right? Tone, us the you okay? can fix anything. So, it's here's here's what I would say. I got a question follow up for you. Oh, fire it! I love what this. other sporting event could you do that and not get kicked out? I was thinking a monster truck rally. You can chuck beers at a monster well, I don't, truck I don't rally? know that, but I would think that that's what it would be equivalent to. I've, I've never heard of NASCAR doing it. Of course, you'd be done, right? Yes. Because um, I thought about that. If, what, what, what if NASCAR could? Obviously, you're never going to see it at a basketball game. Uh, football, they had issues with the snowballs even way back when in a Giant Stadium where mm-hmm. it was the Jets, one of those yep. Meadowlands or wherever they play. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where you're going if that's a good or a bad thing, but I, I don't know if anybody else could could say that they would allow that yeah it's it, it's just on and that's that was the issue where it's not I, happening in tennis no no it's not going to happen <laughs> in, in 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 any of the major sports it's just uh you're it's a one-way ticket to get out of there 
and there's probably a good chance that there's going to be some sort of a ban. You know, it could You're be right. a year or – you, or you might not ever be invited back. If you did that at Augusta, what would happen? Oh, that's not even – if you have your cell phone at Augusta, you're not allowed to come back. I think we know some people who are on the don't come back list for the cell phone. <laughs> I um, remember right? hearing that. I yes. think we do, and so that's a thing. But, again, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm guessing that at the end of it they were like, okay, this was fun one time, but maybe we're going to have to come up with some rules. Or maybe they aren't, Scott. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be very interesting to see if they implement some rules next year. And here's the thing. You've had two hole-in-ones now in one tournament in the same year. You hadn't had a hole-in-one in seven years. Mm-hmm. So they might put all these procedures in place, and it might be another six, yeah, seven but, years before. But Justin Thomas chipping in, and they're chucking. Now they're going to throw it for a guy hitting it to an inch. Yes. You know, yes. Or now they're going to throw it. So at the original Back to the original question, when it happened, I was like, oh, this is awesome for golf. I just love this because this brings in the people that aren't sweater vests. Yes, right? yes, they exactly. Aren't bringing in, this is bringing in people that are wearing pink undershirts, and uh, they, want to, they want to look cool, and they want to feel cool when they're playing, and they want to have their music on the golf cart. Yes. And we're kind of okay with that. You're not in the green grass anymore, but maybe, hey, is that what drove you out of the green grass? Were you, did you not like these changes that were coming? No, I love these changes. That's I, I true. Think you that, do. I think that golf needs to be more. Um, let's let's be honest. There's more jeans than there are uh, uh, slacks at this event. That just shows you. Hey, let's let people be comfortable. Let them play in what they want. I mean, obviously, um, we don't need uh, the shirtless people out there. Oh, Can we talk about that? Yeah, please do. Is that too far? Uh, I think that's Was it way Harry too- Higgs and Joel Damon? Yes, it was. So, personalities. Yes. both. Uh, it was a perfect storm of a twosome of two guys that are willing to do whatever. Yeah. They really don't care, right? So, all of a sudden, what, Higgs makes like a 10 or a 12-footer, and he lifts up his shirt. He does the flash. He does the flash, but it's a long flash, and there's a lot underneath there. No, he was Harry's ba- a big guy, but he was baited into that on Twitter and other beforehand. Really? Oh yeah, because that everybody picked that he was the guy that would do it. Okay. You know, this is our guy, yes. right? That yep. he's going to do it. So he was kind of baited into it, and then when he made that putt, it was like, well, this this is the time. And so then Joel's standing uh, probably 20, 30 feet away. And all of a sudden, he takes the full thing off and does the spin around. And he's just kind of like, hey, here I am. People's <laughs> did, open. Did he have to hit a shot after he took his shirt off? I no, didn't see. I think he was in the hole. He was already and, done. Yeah, he just, uh, I think it would have been a perfect finish if they did a chest bump, a bare-chested <laughs> chest bump. I can't help but laugh thinking about this because what happens if on the tee shot, you know, somebody ripped off their shirt like a John Daly 15 years ago. You know, it rips off and his just shirt. runs down. <laughs> it's a it's a nine iron under the green or something. How perfect would that have been? Do they still have the caddy races on that hole, or did they get uh, rid of the caddy races? I haven't. I didn't see one. Yes, I think they got rid of them because I think somebody got hurt. Oh. So pulled hamstring or tripped and fell on one of the cacti? Uh, somebody got, like, hurt, like, pulled well, it, did the, something. Okay, because there's the jumping choya, too. Oh, yeah. That'll get you, you know. Yes. So you got to stay on those paths out there. You played desert golf, Scotty? I've played a little bit. I've never – I haven't played you much in Vegas Phoenix. You were at Vegas this year. Yes, yes. It's kind of a similar deal yes, down there yes. with the just stay away from the jumping. Although the course we played at Paiute was rock yes. on the outside, not mm-hmm. so much jumping choya in desert. But, okay, I have one more question if I can. Yes. How many of those type events does the tour need? Well, I think we need more than there is out there because that's the oh, only one like it. Interesting. Uh, and, you know, I think I saw in the, the booths that uh, the, uh, the TPC or the um, Twin Cities, you know, the event up here at the TPC, um, the 3M, is here. And I think the 3M would be great to embrace that persona because I think Minnesota golf fans are kind of outside the box. There's a ton of excitement, and it's a very good setup because that's also a TPC course they play in Phoenix, in Scottsdale, and it's a great 17's a great par 3, 
18 is a good finishing. Make it, and they're, they're trying to do that, but it's going to take time. Yeah. I mean, the, what has happened at the waste management has really just jumped the last five oh. years. You know, the 17 is almost entirely enclosed now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 17 and 18, right? 18 is almost entirely enclosed. I mean, you can only do so much with the water on the left. But yes. Yeah, that right side is a big hill, and on top of it is all grandstand for the most part. It's, yes. Yeah, it's become that, Scott, that 16, 17, 18. Throw some lights up there and have it go into the uh, into the night. Yes. Although they always have it on Super Bowl Sunday, so maybe that isn't a great idea. But uh, we can talk a little bit about that, too, if that hurt or helped golf. But, um, yeah, I think if the 3M, I kind of like where you're heading here with this. Well, it's we need more like that. And clearly look at what's happened at the, the waste management is now you're getting – 15 in the top 20 players. It used to be kind of a middle-of-the-road stop. Yes, You'd get yes. maybe Phil would play because he's, he went to school down there. You'd get Rom right out of college. You'd get some big-name players, but now almost all of them are going and where yeah. it didn't used to. So clearly the players love the environment. They love the excitement. I mean, who wouldn't love playing, hitting shots in front of two, three thousand or three hundred thousand people? Yeah. So I think we need to have, especially these ones that aren't the Memorial or aren't the WGC or aren't the Bay Hill Invitational, the the, the ones that are big stops. Let's get more excitement. Let's bring more people to the game. It's 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 a great gateway to get people to get involved in golf. So you think the tour could handle one more of those, probably? I, I'd be fine with the tour having, let's say... One in the summer, one in the fall? I'd say three or four a year. So I, I said this on another radio show that I'm on. I go, I think that this is a lot like a Snickers bar. Yeah. And probably know where I'm going with this is one Snickers is awesome, so good. Six Snickers, not so good. Right? By the, about the fourth or the fifth Snicker bar, you're like... I can't have any more chocolatey caramel nut goodie in my stomach well, right now. Who eats six of anything? You're, you're missing the point. <laughs> stay, on, stay on the parable here, okay? If you have six of those type events, does it become watered down and no good? Yeah, I think it's, you're right. You don't want to have it every other week. I, I, I'm with, I, I think the tour could handle one more. I'm not sure about two more. Because I think the fall is kind of what it is. But I do think I love your idea that if the 3M could say, how about we build some of this excitement? Why don't we put up some big scaffolding around 17? You're right. That's mm-hmm. a great par 3. And it's built perfectly, just like just like Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got these uh, high sides that you can just build up. And you could have a lot of fun with that, I would think. And then 18, I mean... They could build that back all the way to the trees. And you yes. know where I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You could have a lot of grandstands there. And, you know, Minnesota is known for its Fortune 500 companies. You're going to sell them. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing is they've sold all these ones. I'm sure next year sold for the waste management down there. So I do believe that we could uh, we could get. Hey, Kaylee, could you do us a favor? Could you see if Lucky could come over? Scotty wants to talk to him a little bit. That's one of our guys. He's, he's in deep thought over yeah, but, there. Yeah, but just see if in the next five, ten minutes. We got one more topic, but we will get him. Uh, in a second. So uh, Kaylee, she does so much work for us on this and she sets all this stuff up. She was the one who talked to the score North people to get this all going. And um, I, I, her and tone just do a lot of work for this tones, trying to wear his mask, but look at him. He's <laughs> so Scott, I got one more question while they try to get lucky. Yes. Hot topic of the, uh, of pretty much every channel right now, gut reaction on uh, Saudi tour. I don't know what to call it other than the, uh, the Saudi, uh, pre-champions tour, maybe. I just want to get your some quick thoughts, and maybe we can ask Lucky about it, or uh, you know, some of his thoughts on the waste management too. But um, I want to get your reaction to this um, as we, you know, kind of embark on what's an unprecedented look for both the tour and for some of these guys that have to make a decision. Yeah, it's, Cal. I, I don't even know what you compare it to, but Michael, Michael, Michael. So, anyways, uh, we'll get Luckcraft yeah. over here. Uh, I, I, it feels like it's it's guys that are in it just for the cash. Yeah, that are making hundred percent. I mean, and it makes me just uh, I lose a little respect for anybody that jumps over there because you you want to go where the money is, but then can you tell me that these guys are the same guys that are going to say? 
oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to play in the U.S. Open. I'm going to still play in the Masters, the PGA, whatever, because they're majors, right? And yep. that's part of your legacy. So you want to go where the easy money is, but yet you still want to have the benefits of, of staying on the tour. So I just – I'm not a fan of it. I don't – and I think it's it's a long way from actually being a success. Look at all the offshoots from different leagues and yeah. what's happened in the past. Have any of them ever taken off? No. No, they really haven't. But uh, I do think there's room for the European Tour. There's room for the Asian Tour. There's room for some of these, you know, that they can, uh, you know, they can grow and they can become something. But this is different. We know this is different. All right, we're getting Mike Luckcraft, a.k.a. Lucky, Coming to join us here at the score. Do you North know booth. where he's at, right, and I'm, where he works? I'm gonna, we're, Scott, <laughs> we're going to let him tell us a little bit of us because part of you coming up here, Lucky. Hey, by the way, thanks for coming up. Thank you. Appreciate it. We had a chance it. to say hi this morning. How part are you? Mike coming up is we want to get a plug for his golf courses and what's going on. I yeah. know in the past you've been in a bunch of different places, Lucky, but tell us what you're doing right. <laughs> no, but they've all been great. I think yeah. you were at, uh, what's the, the Legends recently? Yep. Are Legends? you still... Are you still hanging out there, too? I'm not. Uh, a little okay. transition last summer. Tell uh, us about summer. it. Yeah, a great opportunity came up to uh, take over the golf director position at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. So exciting opportunity. There's a lot going on. It's a super, super unique property with all the different entities that are part of Mystic Lake. I was not aware that there was so many operations all happening at one time. It's not just the casino, but the hotel. And there's, uh, you know, other unbelievable things happening there. So... Great, great, chance, great opportunity, and and was thrilled to be uh, to be part of it. So I love on. the Meadows. I've only played it once, and I thought it was an awesome track. How many times have you been? I know you don't play a ton of golf because you're a coach as well. We're going right. to talk about this, but how much do you get out and get a chance to enjoy it? Like all of us, you know, I mean, it, it it's a little restricted in the summer just because the golf course is busy with events and and daily play and golf. The last couple of years has gone skyrocket, so that's been really fun. But um, the unique, unique part about Meadows is there's a lot of pride taken in course conditions. We've never really been a golf course that's tried to really ramrod through high volume of players. It's more about the experience um, and, and, and course conditions and the quality of the property, and that's what they've really focused on is, is trying to you know, feature that part of it versus just you know, high volume of play. We, we have some corporate golf, out, golf outings, but not a ton. And uh, we do some really high-level tournaments. We do an event for the Vikings. Last year, we were fortunate to do an event for the Legends Tour, which is, you know, effectively yep. the Champions Tour for the LPGA. That was phenomenal. Just, I'm not sure what I expected going into that, but the, the level of play was incredible, and the ladies were amazing. So it was really, really a fun So a fun Annika? Year. She did not play last year, but rumor has it that she's coming this year. Oh, yeah. So um, She's getting know. back into it. We yep. didn't get into that. But. Yep. So uh, Julie Inkster won the event last year, but Rosie Jones was, you know, finished, oh, you know, yeah. highly up there. Nancy Lopez came and played in the event. Laura Diaz was there. Oh. I mean, it was a, a really, really great. I, kind of a funny story. I was at the scoring table after the first day, and, or after the second day, and Hollis Stacy, you know, had shot 72-72. You know, I think she is literally a 70-year-old gal and i had said to her that's incredible golf and she kind of turned to me and said you know i won the u.s open three times <laughs> and i kind of said yeah okay i'll stop talking now <laughs> insert foot into mouth so is, is that event going to be kind of a mainstay now at yeah. uh the meadows yep so uh it it's uh it's scheduled again this summer for the uh 10th through the 13th of august so the, the actual tournament play is uh, a Friday, Saturday, it's a two-day stroke play event, and they'll have an incredible field. It's 44 gals that participate in the event, so they come in on Wednesday, and they'll play some practice rounds, and they, they do a great clinic, a youth clinic that's kind of aligned with the first tee. Um, part of that clinic is with the community members from Mystic Lake, and then part of it is open to, to youth. Uh, it really focuses on women's golf, which is great, and gets a lot of new players out there, and the first tee uh, helps us instruct that. And then there's a pro-am on Thursday, which is really a fun element of the tournament. And then the actual stroke play tournament is, uh, is Friday and Saturday. So really, really uh, excited about having that again this year and should be a lot of fun. What local Minnesotans or ladies with Minnesota ties participated in the event this year? Yeah, um, uh, um, Karen Weiss played last year. And, of course, uh, Michelle Redman is the tournament host. Yep, yep. So Michelle and Jim Lehman are kind of the coordinators of the event. 
And then we did have some, uh, we, uh, we had Brenda Williams last year that played, okay. so they invited yes. some local, uh, Claudia Pilot played. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they did. They had some, some great local representation. Yes. I think it'll be fun for those uh, individuals to play again this year because there's some intimidation factor when you've played, you know, probably nationally at a really high amateur level and all of a sudden you're coming in and, you know, like it would be for us, you know, yes. playing in one of those events. Yeah. You're kind of like, wow, there's some some exceptional play. So yes, it was it was phenomenal. No, it's uh, it's exciting to see that that side of it's taking off. You know, the Champions Tour on the men's side has has really grown, and it's I mean, Bernard Longer's been out there now 15 years, and it's it's been a mainstay. But on that side, I know that they've had it. Uh, you know. Lisa Grimes, who's up in, from my neck of the woods, has played in senior ladies PGAs and, and done quite well in those. And, and there's a lot of women that have ties to Minnesota. Brenda was obviously a member at Winsong when I was there, great player. You know, Lee Class, you've got all these women that have been at the national or professional level for such a long time. So it's fun to see them compete yeah. against Nancy Lopez, you know, people that were out there making a living. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, like I said, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. I don't think any of us kind of knew. I mean, Julie Angster shot nine under for two days. So, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was exceptional golf. What kind of yardage are you? were they putting them at? Yeah, just over 6,000 yards. Wow. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was not a short golf course, and there was challenging pin locations. They have representatives from the, from the LPGA Tour that come in and set the golf course, set the tees. Uh, you know, to try to, you know, create a, you know, high-level tournament environment. And uh, the play was great. I want to say of the 44 gals, it was a dozen or so under par. And uh, it was, you know, Julie was nine, and Rosie Jones uh, was eight. So, I mean, it was Chris Cheddar, I think, was six. So there was, it was, you know, uh, Michelle Redmond was, you know, four or five under. So it was highly competitive and came kind of right down to the end there for uh, for the win. So, Lucky, what are those dates again this year? Uh, it's the 10th through the 13th of August. All right. Oh, jam-packed August. Scotty, I'm wondering if somehow we could be involved with this. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be fun to interview some of those gals? We should We should go. Is uh, Do they charge for admission? Is it free admission? What What are the details for tickets? Are you worried about your pocketbook, or are you no, trying I'm to help ju- other people? I'm just people? trying to help okay. everybody else yeah. out right. here. I, you make I, so I much money, I don't <laughs> even know why you'd question that. But, okay. It's $25 a day to enter. There is a two-day package where you can get in for a little discounted rate for two days um, to watch both play. I think what I noticed last year, which was really fun, is players, uh, the spectators came out on Friday, maybe like, like we were, not exactly knowing right. you know, what mm-hmm. to expect. And then all of a sudden we saw a bunch of these people that came back on Saturday thinking, well, how good was this, yeah. right? And, yeah. then, and then they want to come back and see how it all transpires the second day and to watch those high-level players. The other fun thing was the range activity. So you see these players on the range with their caddies, you know, and they're there you know, with their caddy bibs so you can really identify all the players, and you're just watching this incredible ball flight and shot right. after shot after shot of just how exceptional the, the talent was. So oh. it was really fun. All right, Lucky. A lot of people don't realize that us PGA pros, we're pretty versatile. We do a lot of different <laughs> things. We wear a lot of different hats, and you're one of those guys. I've always said we have a good friend named Bundy, Sean Chambers, who played uh, for, the, uh, uh, for a lot of teams, <laughs> let's just say. Uh, but we make a lot of fun of him, uh, and he's a good guy. But I've always thought that hockey players make good golfers. You are a hockey coach. Yeah. Tell us how that all started and how long you've been into it and give us your little background on hockey and, yeah, yeah. and how that correlates nicely into golf, I, I really think, especially in Minnesota. Yeah, it does. You know, a long time ago when I was kind of growing up in high school, I think all of us played a lot of different sports. And golf and hockey was a combination that, um, that I always, you know, looked forward to. I played golf in the summer and played high school golf and, and uh, you know, played hockey in the winter. And, you know, had a, a great experience with high school hockey. My high school hockey coach was just you know a a super positive influence you know on me as a young person we had some good teams so that you know built some confidence as far as um, my my want to play hockey and uh, played a little bit after high school and just always had a passion for you know for kind of coaching so for years I was an assistant coach um, you know back in my alma mater which was Burnsville and then a little bit at Mountview High School and never really thought with my kind of my role in golf that I could ever take over kind of the head coaching responsibilities. It just, you know, there was too much kind of going on, even with a little downtime in the winter. And then an opportunity came up. I was working in Northfield 
uh, to, to take over the head coaching job in 2014. And just that location and, you know, maybe the intensity of it wasn't quite as high as it was when it, where I was at in Burnsville. So, you know, took that, that opportunity, and it's been unbelievable. I mean, just the passion for hockey in Northfield and, the, you know, how hard these kids play and, you know, what they want to do. And uh, the level of play has been fantastic. So we've had a really, really fun season. We have one more game left in our regular season. The section playoffs will start for us to, uh, next Thursday. Uh, we have one more game tomorrow. And uh, you know, on a kind of fun note, our girls team won the section yesterday, kind of upset Lakeville South hey. in the section final. So nice. our girls team will be headed to the to the XL Energy Center next week. For Extra the, energy yeah. for Northfield hockey. That's awesome. You know, and, and we're a tight community. All those things tie together. Our youth programs are really good. And, you know, the the boys team supports the girls the girls supports the boys so it's really fun uh when that energy like you said kind of grows in the program you, it really you know pulsates through the program so it's fun so how is the squad this year what's the prognosis heading into the section playoffs yeah we uh we have a chance uh you know put it that way i think the the team is good you know we've had a good regular season we actually won the big nine conference which is a which is a good thing you know we've been playing High school hockey in Northfield for just shy of 50 years, and I think we've won the conference over that time about four times. So Ooh. it's not an every year thing. We've we've been on both sides of that, so had some success with that this year, and we'll have a chance going into the playoffs. Obviously, there's a lot of factors that go into that, and you know I think if we play the right way, like I said, we'll we'll have a chance when it comes down to it. And every high school hockey player's dream is that tournament. You know, it's, yes, it's so nationally recognized as just the the greatest high school sporting event and you know what a thing for these young people to be able to go play in front of 15 or 16,000 people represent your school play where the you know where the wild play it's a it's a cool thing so we've been once in 50 years of hockey and you were the coach yeah. and what you guys yeah. did you finish what we finished for so we won the first round game which was great because then you get to stay at the x and play all three games yes. at the x and then you know it's funny how We've talked about this a bunch of times, but we gave up a goal with 2.4 seconds left in the semifinal, which we've almost kind of forgotten. You know, I mean, because we, oh. which it would it hurt it hurt our goal oh. our goalie had played so well. Scott, weren't you there? Yeah. I, re I remember watching it, and we go every year to Double A. Okay, because you guys are Single A, right? Correct. Yes, yeah. and so we'll go to some of the Single A, but the the first round games are, and it's a full day if you go on Friday because. There's a morning wave and an afternoon wave for the semis. Less about you now. No. Were you at that game? No, I remember watching it, though, okay. and I remember yeah. texting Lucky just like, oh, gutted. Yeah. You know? I think I remember two looking up, and I, and I just kind of, like, took a deep breath, like, oh, my God, there's two seconds left in the game. So, yeah, just one of those things that and, happened. And, and overtime in high school is just normal? Yeah, overtime, It's five right? on five, and you just yep. go until? Yep, sudden okay. death, overtime. And so, yeah, those things can get long sometimes. I mean, there's been some epic <laughs> You know, seven or eight overtime periods, but uh, yeah. but with the puck in your end, you were thinking, "Well, take overtime right now." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I always yeah. think that when the Wild are about to get a point, yeah. I'm like, "We'll just take overtime yeah. right yeah. now." Yeah. You just know, give us the point. Yeah, we'll take yeah. that point. But yeah. in playoff hockey, there are no points. Yeah. No, fun experience. Great kids. Um, it's been a really fun year. We we have uh, some depth which we haven't maybe had quite as much in the past, which just gives us a chance to play a few more players and. Uh, it's, it's been a good experience for these guys. So hopefully we can, you know, maybe realize that dream that these kids all have. And it's a new group. So the group that went in 2017, none of those players have returned this year. Um, and so it'll, it'll, it'll be good. Who, is, uh, who won the battle for Rice County this year? Uh, the, the Raiders of Northfield are the Rice County champions this year. We've played the Falcons twice. <laughs> okay. However. You knew where he was going oh with yeah. that. However, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've got a nice squad. They, they play hard. They've got some talented players. So we may see them in a section playoff game. Okay. Yeah. Are, are they, they, so they're pretty solid this year? Yeah, they're steady. Okay. They, they've had a real up and down. This has been, you know, like everything in the world, this has been a weird year. You look at scores. And you can't figure out whether, you know, teams may have been affected by COVID mm -hmm. or how that. Right. That certainly affected us. We had players out for certain games. We had a couple games that got canceled that you try to find a way to fit in to reschedule. And that hasn't been easy. And so you see these kind of oddities in the schedule. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, a team will lose six or seven, five or six games in a row. 
and you wonder, did they lose their goalie? Did they lose their top forward? Or how did that all shake out? Faribault had a year like that where they just had, you know, they started off hot, then they lost a handful of games in a row, and then now they've won a bunch of games in a row. So they're, they've got a nice team. Yeah. All right, Lucky, let's fin. I know you got to get back to your booth and Look whoever's covering Look at how busy it is over there. I know. There. Oh, yeah. This has got to be The Meadows killing. is the place to be. I yeah, mean, this it, is it. clearly. I mean, if you want to have a great golf experience and, and you know, stay and come up and, and uh, you Scott know, loves win to some gamble. money, yeah, this is the spot. <laughs> He loves this to gamble. I yeah. love the golf course, so too. We're going to have a pro-am this summer, Scotty. Hey, Are we? Oh, yeah. Really? Because, yeah. Lucky, you yeah. ran the greatest pro-am at yeah. Willinger's. Yeah. And remember that one, Scotty? He ran a great one at Northfield prior to that as well. Yeah. You know, that old pro-pro. Uh, That's right. was yeah. awesome. With the two pros, three M's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have some good history of this, so I'm glad to hear that, yeah. that you do a great job with those for our section and for your course. You know, for years, I used to have a group of amateur guys that would arm wrestle for that tournament down at Dakota Ridge. You know, I mean, that oh, Sunday-Monday yeah. yeah. deal. I mean, I would have guys in the minute i mean whether we finished in the money or finished dead last it'd be like sign me up for next year because yep. i'm coming back and so that was always just such a fun you know and all the pros and am you know we'd get together at the casino that night and just go down and it it was just i loved it yeah so we were talking let's do something like that at at, at the meadows and even though we're a little more centrally located in the metro I think a lot of players would still gravitate to the staying and doing uh, Yeah, you and me both, right? Us <laughs> outside guys, because I'm with you, Lucky, uh, Grandview Pro-Am, Maddens, I, I'm fending them off yeah. because yep. they want to go up there and play in that, and they're willing to pay to play competitive yep. golf and yep. those things. So I think you're going to get a great turnout. Do you have a date yet? It's June 6th. It's Monday, June 6th. So. Oh, yeah. Scotty, we're already going to be in the cities. Yeah, come on. Are we? Yes, we have the day before. We have Onika. Yeah. Okay. How yeah. Could, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Are you not in golf mode yet? I've, I've got a lot look going at, on. Look at him write that down. He's like, we got to get this in there. Okay, Lucky, I know you got to get over, so i got one quick question. Uh, we talked a lot about the People's Open before you came here. What's your, as a, you know, you're not really a sweater vest guy, I don't think. You kind of get the modern game. I wore this because I knew Scotty would make fun of me today. Doesn't he look like Bob Knight? He look, <laughs> I just saw a good Bob Knight video. Hopefully that doesn't happen on the... <laughs> he did say there's plenty of chairs here that I could throw if I needed to. Where do you put the the, the waste management people's open in your uh, hierarchy of golf? Is it good for golf? Do you enjoy that kind of spectator event? Do you think they should have more? Give us kind of your thoughts as to when you're watching that thing. Well, I certainly am one of those that, that watches it. So when it mm-hmm. comes on, you know, I find time. Not only is it is it typically a pretty good field, but it's it's fun, you know, and I know this year, whether people thought it was carried away or not. I mean, there was certainly some episodes of... You're allowed to give your opinion on that. Yeah, the beer being chucked on the green and everybody kind of going nuts. So there's fun to a point, I think, you know, with guys ripping their shirts off and doing all that stuff. So they're having fun with it. What'll be really interesting is that next year, Ah. that's where the Super Bowl is. Oh, yes. Yes. The Super Bowl is at in Phoenix during the Phoenix Open. You talk about chaos. I mean, they're setting themselves up. Now... What's unique is, and I've played that golf course a couple of times, you know, that, that it's a fun golf course. There's birdies to be made, so those guys shoot great scores. They're talented players, um, but they've done such a great job of creating a spectator environment. Yeah. I had a friend that was down there this weekend that said they got to the golf course at 4.30 yeah. on Saturday morning <laughs> to get to the bleachers, yeah. to sit there. I've been part of that rush. 4.30. Well, we were there at 5.30, yeah. and we were packed in like sardines lucky, yeah. and we are holding our tickets, right? Yep. There's no ticket taking. Yeah. You Go. just, you don't need a ticket. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You get pulled in. It's just like a big <laughs> tractor beam suction cup. Yeah. It's the most unbelievable. Yeah. COVID doesn't exist no, down there. It's unbelievable. And you haven't been yet. I have not been to the But you've been no. to play. Yep. So were the grandstands up when you played? They were. We played kind of middle of March, and I didn't know that. you know. And then it kind of as we came around off of 15 green, you still walked through the tunnel. Yeah. And about three-quarters of the grandstands were still up. At this point when I played, that 17 didn't have the grandstands. And, you know, I remember asking somebody in the shop afterwards, and they said it was about a month process to set up mm-hmm. and take that whole thing down. It's like a small city. So I, I do like the golf tournament. I think there's an, you know, there's enough of the, of the tournaments that are not like that. Right. That certainly has that fun element. I mean, it. let's face it, we're trying to get people into our game, right? We want to make it fun. We want to see the fun and excitement. 
it probably got a little over the top this year, but overall, I, I like the fun of having events like that. That's that's you know, and it, it has an unbelievable reputation for yeah. support. So yeah, well, lucky. Thank you so much thank for joining guys. us. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate Absolutely. it and uh, love chatting with you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good yeah. luck in the the section playoffs. Uh, I don't know who I'll be cheering for if you go against my alma mater, but uh, if you get past Faribault, you, I, I'm cheering for you. Section okay. one. Let's go. All I right. appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. buddy. You appreciate Absolutely. it. All yeah. right. We, hey, Scotty, we got time for one more guest. I want to get Darren Fisher up here, my buddy. Yep, come on up, Darren. Yep, come on. Good to see you. Darren Fisher, as you yes. know, he's the head pro at Honey Creek Resort. I've been there You've once. been there. Yep. Come on up, Darren. Get around here. Don't worry. Lucky didn't sweat into these. Come on. Just, uh, I want a high five from you. Get this on. Get in here. This is uh, one of the better players in the Iowa section here, Darren Fisher. Good to have you on. Well, thanks. Tell all of our people here uh, what you do and where you're at and, and a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm the director of golf down at Honey Creek Resort in southern Iowa. We get open, you know, significantly earlier than everyone else. We've actually yes, you had, do. had some rounds already this year. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was 60, 60. Um, a couple days ago. Let me just preface this for everybody who everybody's listening here. This isn't just some podunk mom and mom and pa golf club either. No. These this is a club that has great holes, great design, phenomenal layout. I mean, you know, I've been there what fifteen yeah, times there. Several several year host of the NCO. Of the NCO, we were just talking about that. And by the way, I'm going to be bringing a group down the week before the NCO. I think so. I got to get in touch with you. But I, I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead, Scotty. Sorry. No, I notice how Darren hasn't assessed you anything like a, a lifetime membership because you're no. always like, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I got, I got these guys coming down, these guys coming no. down. Listen, Darren's cut us such good deals that <laughs> I owe him. It's not vice versa. Are Darren you, has worked so hard for us. Are you the only member of the NCO? that has played in my pro-am. Yes, I came down and played in <laughs> yeah, his pro-am one think, year. Yeah. I think that earns some merit. I would think so. That was a, we had threesomes, so mm -hmm. I played with two other guys. Tournament moved smoothly. I, I think we had some rain delay, but other than that, the pace of play was great. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, I was kind of, I played terribly, but yeah. again, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Scotty knows I do that all the time. So, uh, Darren, so you got a booth up here. Yeah. You guys get a lot of draw from the Minnesota Golf Show? We do. We do. Um, a lot of guys anxious to just kind of get out of the cities and head south. As far south you have to go to, to get good golf. And the golf course is, uh, I mean, it's amazing right now. Yeah. I mean, Scotty, tell Darren about what happened to you at, at his golf course, if you can remember. Yeah, so I was, it was my first NCO. You're going to love this, And Darren. we got snowed out, We didn't got snowed we? out. We were supposed to play 36. Yep, and perfect. if I re recall, Darren, Darren and his staff was, they were kind of like, are you guys, wait, there's a frost delay. Why are you guys here at 730? Yeah. And, and we're sitting at there like, you know, whatever, whatever, you know the bit. We're, we're chomping to get out there. We're chomping to get out there. And Darren's like, hey, just let's wait till the frost gets done. So we play the first round. 18, 18 holes. holes and with snow banks. Darren was right. so good to us. We had snow banks in areas, Scott. Remember yes. the first hole I think I might have played with you? I lost a ball in the snow bank yes. on the left. Yes. But Keep everything going. else was great. So we play the first 18. We make the turn to play 18 in the afternoon, and it's about 35 degrees. There's a chance of snow, and Greg, who never says, let's stop, was convinced, hey, we're not going to play the second 18. But I said, hey, I haven't played golf in six months. I'm going to go walk nine holes. So I walked the front nine by myself. It was awesome. And he walked stocking, your front nine, Darren. Stocking cap, and it was it was phenomenal. It was one of my most enjoyable nine holes. I get back to the condos or wherever we stayed, the townhouses. Yeah. And everybody's like, where would you go? And I'm like, I wouldn't play nine <laughs> holes. That. Why not? How Why about not? that walk on number five? Yeah. Up that hill. He, does yeah. anybody walk your course? Yeah, we have a couple members that uh, they'll rotate carts and then walk and then carts and then walk. Really? And, yeah. Do you yeah. ever walk it? Yeah, I, in the spring. Um, just try to get into golf shape, try to get my legs underneath me, and not very often. Not very often. <sighs> All right, Darren, tell us, about, uh, tell us about last year's golf season for you personally. You're one of the top players with uh, McCarthy. McCarty. Um, McCarty. Gibb. Yep. I, I said his name wrong, right? Yeah, it's McCarty. McCarty, okay. Yep. Uh, Gibb, yep. right? Who else? Some Is of those Prol? guys. Yeah. Prol down so, there? Uh, fourth or fifth time in in my section career that i finished 
runner-up player of the year to Sean. I, uh-huh. I tease him all the time. I, I'm like, I got warning track power. <laughs> I can't, I can't get over the hump. You're either going to need to move to the senior division. Um, uh, Is he getting there before you? Yeah, he's he's one year away. Okay. Um, he still pounds it too. Yeah, he hits it. He hits it just way too far. Yes. Farther than you? Oh my. my yeah, my. he's really really long. I played with him one time in a tournament where we were kind of neck and neck. He was maybe five or ten yards in front of me, and he he three putted a par five for par. And I could tell he was running red hot. And I hit a really good drive out there. And he hits this snap hook into the, into the tree on the left side of the fairway. It bounces up in the air. And I get down there, and he's five yards in front of me. <laughs> so his ball went, went sort of backwards. A snap hook yeah. farther than you. Yeah. I mean, he hits it. I mean, he was, he was the, the fastest recorded ball speed on, P, on the PGA Tour two years ago. Wow. At the PGA so are you heading to Texas this year? Did um, you make it? I finished second alternate. I'm, I'm currently like 28th or 9th on the list. What are your chances with that? Is um, that pretty good or no? It's, it's getting closer every day. Okay. Um, I've, been to, I've been to nine of them, so um, I hate to miss them. Uh, I got to actually go down to Florida this year and play in the, the junior-senior draw with Judd Gibb, and we, we led for three and a half days. And then petered out at the... Which course were that at? The Wanamaker and the okay. Ryder and the Die and stuff. So Have you played in that one, Scotty? Senior, junior, yes. You did, played right, played yeah. a couple of times. It's yeah, Good event, it's a, huh? That's yes. super fun. Super fun. You know, and you, you get a partner like Judd still hits it as far as I do, plays as well as I do. Um, so we ham and egged it perfectly and just couldn't couldn't finish it off. Have you ever played in those uh, Pro Series events or those, uh, those no, other ones before no. that in December? Um, I was going to try to go down this year. Uh, my wife and I started a new business in Albia. We've got a okay. restaurant and indoor simulator place in Albia nice. on the square. So um, it's called Golf 22. Uh, it's it's rocking. I have seen you post that yeah. a lot. Okay, it's that's rock- what that is. It's rocking and rolling. Um, my idea was going to be like golf course food, you know, come in, something quick, play on, on the simulators, and my wife has just knocked it out of the park on the restaurant side to where we get more people to come in and eat now. Than to do the simulator. The simulators are full, but... We're also full on the restaurant side, so wow. she's killing it. I'm just ha- I'm hanging on for dear life. So oh, good for you yeah. guys. So that's uh, that's coincided with you. You're also a golf coach. Yep, I coach right? the boys and girls team at Moravia, that little yep. local team. Yep. How's that squad doing? Um, they'll be it'll be a kind of a, a rebuild on the boys side. Okay. But the girls, I actually have three girls that'll be able to shoot in the mid 40s, so we should be really good there well, that's awesome yeah, well we're, we're kind of running out of time yeah, here darren so geez. we got to cut you off thank but, you very much but look at march uh yeah. see you darren march 17th through the like 21st i want yeah. to bring a group from olivia because they've been talking and the following week we're going to the ozarks we're going to oh, play Payne nice. valley and the whole thing oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh scotty um scotty is uh, going to try to win his first nco mm. jack warrow and jesse nelson have made sure that he hasn't won yet you, you so, as well greg i yeah. did nip you one time at uh where was that at oh dyke Oh, yeah. We had to go to yeah. Dyke one time. Well, they were the only ones open. <laughs> we'll be open, so if you need an emergency nine on the way down and the way back. You know, the, the pandemic deal, you also uh, almost helped us out when we were going to Texas. Because mm-hmm. our guys have always clamored for warmer weather, warmer weather. We went to California last year. Yeah. We got warmer weather. <laughs> but we also, in COVID, don't go to California. Right. But right. we did. So uh, we had some fun with it. But you've been, I think, the seven-time host of the NCO. Yeah. And uh, guess what happened this year in our emails? Why aren't we going back to Honey Creek? I love it. Because you set us up so well with those condos. It's a perfect place for us to play cards, have dinners together. And there's not much for others to do, which is a good thing in our group. Because sometimes when we've done somewhere where we stayed at a casino and guys are just off on their own thing, we have to be together and we can make fun of each other and have fun. So I want to thank you, Darren, for hosting us down there for those events. Anybody here at the golf show, if you want a place to go in the next few weeks, this is your guy. Where are you at? What booth? 425, just over here by the, the, the bigger vendors over here. 425. All right. Yeah. Thanks again, Darren. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All Thanks, right. Darren. Appreciate it. We'll you see bet. you soon. Scotty, um, I think we kind of wrapped up the little Saudi Arabia stuff. Uh, you kind of gave your comments. Did you have any final thoughts or anything that you want to share to the people out here that you uh, that is so pressing? I mean, you already did the ripstick, um, so we kind of got through all the necessary things, but uh, I, I think the last thing that I'd like to just ask you is... Oh, uh, question. You, you, I like questions. You, be, we're at the Genesis this week. Tiger's the host. He, the, he's saying that it's not progressing as fast as he wants. 
when are we going to see Tiger playing in an event? Is it going to be this year? Um, how many events? When, when do you think? Do you think he'll be ready by the Masters? Score North guys are really good to us to allow us to go a little overtime here because I love this topic and I want to hit this topic because Scotty and I have disagreed many times and I keep knocking that down. Don't get too mad at me. Uh, Scotty and I have disagreed on the Tiger Woods thing for a little bit and I'm going to reiterate my stance and I think Scotty's going to finally come on board. The tour does not need Tiger Woods right now. The tour is lucky to have him, but it's in such good shape without him. So I don't care when he comes back. Take your time. It's okay because guess what, Scotty? When he comes back, the hype will be even bigger again. You know, again, the longer you're out, the more that, hey, we can generate this stuff. He's not going to play at the Masters. No chance he plays at the U.S. Open because he can't walk those golf courses. We'll see him at some lesser event. Hey, maybe the 3M. That's right? He, he will no? not be at I don't the know. 3M. I don't know. But the point being is, Scott, is that golf's in great shape. Look at this field at the Genesis, the field last week. I mean, we'll see what happens at Honda, uh, some of those. But the Masters is going to be hyped as always. I mean, we should do some early picks here. We usually do it with Kaylee and Tone, but we can't do it at, at this point. We'll do a show beforehand, yes. and we'll, we'll get some of those picks. But golf is in an awesome place, Scott. I, I don't know how I can say that any louder so that everybody here can hear it. Golf is doing great. The people are loving it. It's becoming more inclusive and less exclusive. Tiger Woods is to be thanked for that. But guess what? If he drifts off into the sunset, we're okay. So you didn't answer my question. I did. I don't <laughs> care when he comes back. I did answer it. When do you want him back? Is that what you're kind of getting at? I think everybody would love to see him at the Masters, but I think that's He's not be playing a the Masters. I think he can't walk that here's, course. Here's where I think. Open Championship St. Andrews. I could get, yes, I would agree with that. Very good point. And that's flat July, golf course. Yes. Yep. Pretty uh, walkable. So. And is he exempt or does he have to? I oh, mean, yeah. He's got to be, he's, right? He's exempt. I think those the Masters open, win gets him for a long time here. Yes. Well, and past champions yeah. in the Open Championship are exempt. I mean, I think Lehman still plays in it because he's, he's won that event. So, um, but yeah, I, that would be my pick. All right, thanks to Kaylee. Thanks to Tone for all your work for us. Thanks to the Score North people. We had a great time here today. Scotty, thanks for showing up. Hey. Got the family down. You're going to go to the Gopher game tomorrow. Good luck with that. Thank you. And we will talk to you all again sometime soon. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.